straight out a coin with me your host of course dylan turl reeve i'm very very tired right now i'm not gonna lie i'm very very tired this is either going up friday night or saturday morning i'm aware there's no music for the intro or outro portion of this episode because believe it or not lads this is what a great host i am i forgot to record straight out of Klein on thursday on wednesday i should say I do normally record it on either Wednesday or Thursday, and I just didn't get around to it Wednesday. I was quite busy with college work, and then Thursday, I just forgot. I was also out last night celebrating my birthday. My birthday was actually this past Monday, so this is the first time I'm recording as a 24-year-old, which is pretty cool. Uh, But I went out last night to celebrate... Uh, last night at the time of this recording, and it was it was great. It was fantastic. But I am exhausted right now. So apologies if I don't sound as upbeat as I normally do. It's not because I'm in bad form. It's not because anything has happened, even though we did have something happen that I really don't want to talk about right now. Some of my friends will know. We, we lost a a member of the family that wasn't human. Let's just say that. Uh, but I don't really want to talk about that now, to be honest. Let's just let's just get on with it. Let's let's try and bring the mood up here a little bit. Because this week's edition is the QA edition that I do every month. So this is the March edition. I left a uh poll, not a poll, I left a story up on Instagram uh, where you could leave your questions for this show. Very good response as per usual. So thank you so much to everyone who sent in a question. And without further ado, let's get into it. The first question comes in from Craig. And Craig asks what my predictions are for Colby Covington versus versus Jorge Masvidal. Which of course is headlining the UFC show uh, Saturday night. Which I'm very, very excited about. I don't really like Colby Covington, if I'm being honest, Uh, and it's nothing to do with him being friends with Kevin Matthews, even though it kind of is, but it's mostly because what I don't like about Colby Covington is that he's a good fighter, right? I wouldn't say great, but he's good. But he lives off of pretending to be a pro wrestler. It's a really bad pro wrestling gimmick is what gets him over, and I I just think a lot of people see through him, and he just says a lot of stupid shit. Jorge Masvidal, is someone who I've liked for a very long time. Uh, he's matured an awful lot, not just as a fighter, but as a human being, I think. And even you know, coming off those back-to-back losses to Kamara Usman, he, I think, has... I think he's going to win this fight. I think he has the best chance at winning this fight because I think he's going to keep the distance between himself and Colby, but he'll leave enough you know, distance there that he can still throw some strikes. I think Jorge hits harder than Colby does. Colby will definitely have the advantage when it comes to his wrestling. But I don't think Jorge is going to allow him to get him on the ground too much. You know, and American top team obviously know Colby inside out. So I I think that the advantage for me goes to Jorge Masvidal. Maybe that's just me saying that because I want Jorge Masvidal to win. And, you know... It might be a little bit biased, but I, I do think I do think Jorge will get it done. I think Colby possibly is the most overrated UFC fighter in recent memory. And I think Jorge is not. I think Jorge is a very good fighter, in a way maybe a little bit underrated. 
So yeah, I think that Jorge Masvidal gets the job done. I'm looking forward to it though. I think it's going to be a great show. We've got some great fights, a great main event with, you know, a lot of big interest in it because of the outside of the octagon factors. You know, it is it is like a pro wrestling storyline and uh, it's it sold the show really well. The press conference from what I saw was a little bit diabolical, but listen, whatever. The fight, I'm sure, will more than make up for it. Swiftly moving on to the next question in, which has, for some reason, disappeared on me now because my phone is after locking. Give me a second. There we go. So this question comes in from my namesake, Dylan, Dylan H., uh, who says, what is one job you would absolutely hate to do? That's a good question. I just spat everywhere. My apologies. That's a good question, though, uh, Dylan, because I have done some jobs that I would never, ever do again door-to-door sales as i mentioned before i don't think i would ever work on a collections team again i used to work on uh, for a collections uh, excuse me for a sales company where i was on the collections team so i was essentially a debt collector didn't enjoy that job at all um really really put me in bad form i didn't like working in the garage that i worked in for three or four months i didn't like working in the kitchen i promise there are jobs out there that i've done that i've loved but these are just i've had a lot of jobs you know uh some of them didn't last very long because I just didn't want to do them. And others lasted long and I loved them. But one job that I've never done that I would hate to do. I mean, I would say stuff like, you know, being a painter and stuff. But I don't think you get into painting unless you like doing it. You know, it's it's not really something that, you know, you just apply for online. People who get into like painting and decorating and just painting in general. They normally have an interest in those types of things. Uh, same with like carpentry and stuff or engineering or being an electrician. These are normally things that people already have a bit of an interest in. So I think maybe a chef and it's because I do enjoy, like I love food. I love food so much, but I don't think I could be a chef. And I think that's because I would have thought about getting into something like chefing. Not, not sorry, not thought about it, but I would have... I wouldn't have been against getting into something like chefing before I worked in a kitchen and I saw how stressed out the, the head chefs are and just how miserable they were and the way they spoke to some people. I just don't think I would ever like to do that. I don't think I would like to... I don't... What else would I not like to do? I feel like there's like a really obvious one that I can't think about. People say stuff like, oh, being a bin man and stuff. I wouldn't mind being a bin man. I honestly wouldn't. I think that's a job I actually would probably enjoy, being perfectly honest. Um, I wouldn't like to be a porn star. That's a lie. I think that would actually be kind of cool. We got a question that's kind of similar enough to that in here. Uh, But no, like I think, yeah, kind of carpentry jobs and stuff like that. I don't think that would suit me at all. But as I say, you normally get into those jobs because you have an interest in those types of things. Like, I'm doing an acting course at the moment, as everyone knows. I'm doing acting for stage and screen in Kaloshta Stefan Nefa. And right outside of our studio, uh, the carpentry students are outside doing what they're doing. And I can't imagine any of them picked carpentry because they didn't feel like they had another option. I feel like they got into carpentry because it was something they obviously loved, <coughs> excuse me, that they loved doing. Um, you know, whether it be woodwork in school, whether they, you know, had someone in their family, like their dad or something, who was big into carpentry and stuff. I think it's, you know, it's a job I don't think I would like. I think I would absolutely hate it. Um, but you have to kind of have a passion for 
it's like you know with acting you, you have to be passionate about acting to do it like we've had three people drop out of our course i'm not obviously going to mention them by name but there was one person in particular who to this day i still don't really understand why they picked the course they left very very early they barely turned up at all the first few weeks and they also lied about having covid which was weird but they said uh when they were in the course that oh i hope we actually start doing some actual acting soon and not these like techniques you know the techniques that obviously have worked for our fucking course direct uh course yeah course director because you know he's also a full-time actor you know so i don't know i just there's certain things in life you can only do if you love them and that's why i don't think i'd have an interest in something like carpentry tbh moving swiftly on to the next question from my buddy james who asks me my favorite wrestlemania match of all time that's a good question james i think i'll pick three matches i'll cheat a little bit and pick three the rock versus stone cold steve austin not at wrestlemania 17 but at wrestlemania 19 i fucking adore that match with all my heart then i would go with Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. And finally, last but not least, one of the most overlooked matches in WrestleMania history, in my opinion, Undertaker versus Triple H from WrestleMania 27, which for me is far better than the end of an era match they did the following year, which I think is good, but not as good as people make it out to be. Those would be my top three favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. Now, listen, there's look, there's so many great matches at WrestleMania. Like, it is it is hard to narrow it down to three. And I know people are not going to like me talking about wrestling and MMA on this podcast. Um, you know, we obviously will be able to do that more freely when we get Celtic Combat going. But I will say this, right, for any non-wrestling fan out there. If there's one match I would highly advise you to watch, it would be... The Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania 36 between John Cena and Bray Wyatt. It's literally not even a wrestling match. If you've ever seen the YouTube series Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, which I would also highly recommend, by the way. It's a great series. Then you will love the Firefly Funhouse match. It is essentially the Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared wrestling edition. Pretty much, you know, it's a really, really fun match. Same with the Boneyard match between Undertaker and AJ Styles. They're like little short films, as opposed to wrestling matches. So those are two I would highly recommend for anyone who's not a wrestling fan. Um, And listen, if you're more willing to give the actual, you know, wrestling a go, I think the three matches I've mentioned there are three great matches for someone to start at. So those would be my favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. Now, the next person who's asked this question, right? I think it was a bit of a troll question. So I'm not even going to mention their name because I recognize their name from TikTok as well. And they've tried to say some stupid shit over over on there. But you know what? I am going to give their question a bit of airtime, but not their name. Because fuck you for that comment that you left on one of my lives recently, which actually had nothing to do with me. They didn't actually say anything about me. But what they said was really fucking stupid. So I'm just going to pretend that John Cena asked me this question instead. They ask, what are my thoughts on OnlyFans? So, OnlyFans is something that I think gets the piss taken out of it because of the content that's on there. Now listen, it's not all, you know, it's not all porn on OnlyFans. Like, I know people who are like comedians, people who are actors, people who are artists, 
who put up their stuff on OnlyFans and, you know, there's... I know people are going on it more for the, you know, naughty stuff, but I know people who use it for different things, like, uh, like I just mentioned. But what I would say for people who are using it for the more raunchy stuff is that if you can make money off of it and you're doing it because you actually kind of enjoy doing it and because you want to do it, then go go on ahead. To further answer this question, and people are going to jump to conclusions here, but I am not subscribed to anybody's OnlyFans. But if you're subscribed to someone's OnlyFans, think of it this way, right? If people, if you're subcon- or, uh, self-conscious about that, you are literally helping put food on someone's table. Who gives a shit if people think, oh, you're sad for doing that? You're not. You're literally helping someone to pay their bills, put food on their table, and support their their lives. So that's that's what I would say about OnlyFans. Uh, personally, I don't think I would make one because I don't think people are going to pay money to see me arse naked. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I don't think I am. But if you can do it, do it, as long as you're happy. And if you're making money off it, even fucking better. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Up next is a question about the Cain Velasquez situation, right? What I will say about the Cain Velasquez situation. I don't really want to go too much or too deep into this. But if you're not aware, Cain Velasquez is one of the greatest heavyweights of all time in the UFC. Also had a little run in WWE as well beat Brock Lesnar for the UFC heavyweight title back in 2010. Um, As I said, just one of the most, you know, brilliant heavyweights that's ever, you know, lived in mixed martial arts. (coughs) Excuse me. But he was arrested, I think, on Tuesday or Monday. I think it was Monday. Fairly sure it was actually my birthday he got arrested for a shooting. But it turned out afterwards that the person he was trying to shoot had molested a family member of Kane's over a hundred times, apparently. To be honest, lads, I don't really want to say too much on here about that situation because essentially what happened was Kane Velasquez, when he tried to shoot this person, missed and ended up shooting their stepfather instead. So he ended up shooting someone who he wasn't aiming for. I do agree with the free Kane Hashtag, I don't think Cain Velasquez should be sentenced. I think he unfortunately will be, but I don't think he's going to face the maximum sentence. I wouldn't be surprised if he got like a five-year sentence, which I still think would be ridiculous. But I think, and I'm not like, you know, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here, but all I will say is that because an innocent person was struck with the bullet and because of the gun laws around you know, whatever state they were in, you know, America have interesting gun laws, you know what I mean? That's all I'm going to say. Um, and the fact that he took the law into his own hands is what essentially is what's got him arrested. I think I'll wait a bit more to find out about what's going to happen with the Cain Velasquez situation. Um, I'm not trying to like brush over it, but as you can tell, I'm absolutely exhausted right now. And, these type of topics are not fun to talk about when you're feeling this tired and when you're mourning the loss of of a beloved pet. But anyway, whatever. Okay, up next is a question about a very interesting TikToker. 
who I'm sure most of you have heard of. And that is Cal the Dragon. Because that's what Connor asks me. He asks me, what do I think about Cal the Dragon? I'll tell you what I think about Cal the Dragon, Connor. I think Cal the Dragon is very entertaining. I think he's got... I think he knows what he's doing more than people want to, like, realize. Like, the whole Gardens League thing, which, if you don't know, Cal the Dragon is a football TikToker uh, who has... who ha- He has autism. You know, he's 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 been open about that, that he has autism. And essentially what got him famous were two things. One was he would go and goal and, you know, just put up goalkeeping videos of him saving free kicks or saving penalties or saving... Just, you know, saving shots from a striker. And the other thing that got him famous was the Gardens League, which is essentially him in his back garden playing football against objects that he calls. For example, he plays against... He'll put a shovel in the goal and say he's playing against Shovel FC. Uh, You know what? I enjoyed the Gardens League more than I probably should. What I would say about Cal is that it's getting him views. It's getting his name out there. It's getting him noticed. And he's gotten some very good opportunities from it. Some of the comments I see are quite harsh. But I suppose when you're outside your back garden as a 21-year-old man pretending to play football against the Raspberry, you are going to get the piss taken out of you a little bit. But I think Cal knows that. And to be fair, most of the comments I see aren't too bad. The majority of them. I think some of them are quite funny because, like, they're in on the joke. Like, Shamrock Rovers, to be fair to them, they always respond to um, Kel's videos. They always comment on him and say, oh, ridiculous, you know, foul there by, you know, Bruno Calnandez. You know, that's another thing is he names the players that score after, you know, real players, but puts Cal in their name. Um, Sergio Calguero, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um... Cristiano Calnaldo, you know, stuff like that. I think it's quite funny. Um, Obviously, we have the whole thing with Astrid and Simon and all that. What I would say there is, I don't think Cal is in the wrong in that situation at all. I think Cal is just doing whatever. Simon is a bit of a fucking creep. He put up a video the other day saying, or maybe it was actually a few weeks ago, of him saying, you know, people mock me on here of saying I'm a 51-year-old man doing this stuff. Why can't a 51-year-old man be on TikTok? It's not the fact that it's, you know, he doesn't get shit that he's 50, uh, because he's 51. It's not the fact that he's 51 that gets people going. It's the fact that Astrid, for example, she's a porn star who is, who, you know, he's twice her age. And he is in videos of Astrid dancing with his daughter, who's around the same age as Astrid. That's the stuff people find very fucking strange. I know he's having a boxing match with some other TikToker whose name I don't know. Um, I think that's something that I just have no interest in. Some of the sparring videos he's put up are atrocious. It's embarrassing. That's someone I would have more of an issue with. Simple Simon, I think, is his name on TikTok. He's a very, very weird guy. And I just don't really understand it. I just don't really understand it, to be perfectly honest. But Cal himself, I don't think Cal is doing anything wrong. I think he's living his life. I think that he has... He's got his following. He's 
gotten some very cool opportunities from it and more power to him if if you know if he's happy doing it that's the main thing um i do know that i know i know this from tom garrett that cal was at some charity match before and the abuse he was getting that day was ridiculous like there was people saying stuff about his dead mother and stuff and like stuff like that's just ridiculous it's retarded and apparently he was like really upset after that game and listen i don't blame him like that's not nice stuff to be you know held not held against him but it's not it's not nice to have people shout stuff like that at you and you know as tom said in his video about it you don't even need to worry about people like that like for example as i don't go live on tiktok anymore but there's two reasons one was because i felt like it's a great idea on paper it's a really good idea on paper because it gives you a chance to interact with people live in that moment uh, especially with your followers unfortunately I feel like it's just full of people who just want to leave hateful comments. Not even just hateful comments, but just stupid comments. And this all came to a head recently when... I don't want to go too much into this because I know the account that left this comment is now banned from TikTok permanently. But I had someone comment on one of my lives about a recent tragedy here in Ireland. And essentially was making fun of it. And I just kind of realized then, I don't really think this is something I want to do, because it's not making me happy. I'm just dealing with a bunch of fucking stupid virgins who have nothing better to do with their day. And somehow mocking a tragedy that shook not just the country, but the world only a couple of months ago. Somehow that's bringing them some sort of joy. These are not people I want to be dealing with. These are not people I want to give my time to. These are not people that deserve my time or anybody else's time. So, yeah, TikTok, I, I'm very happy with the following I have on there. I'm very proud of it. I'm very grateful for it. I, I appreciate every single one of my followers. I have over 5,000 followers on there, which is really, really humbling. And it really makes me feel good. Funnily enough, last night, I had a couple of people approach me and say, oh, I love your TikToks and you know, fucking fair play and whatever, and it really does mean a lot, and I do really, really appreciate that, so thank you so much to the people who are so receptive and so nice uh, when I when I upload content, and who follow me, and, and just, you know, are, are very, just, yeah, just very nice people, it's, it's really great, and I, I really do appreciate it, and thankfully a lot of them are checking this show out, and some of the comments, or some of the questions I sh uh, should say that have been left here, are from people who I regularly see liking my videos, and that that's that's great. That's really humbling, and it's really, I I you know I'm very appreci appreciative of that. But unfortunately, TikTok has its negative side as well, as every social media platform does. But I find that TikTok can be one of, if not the most extreme. Like Twitter used to have that reputation. I think TikTok is always um going to be up there as well. Unfortunately. Like, I have my comments... That, by the way, my comments are not turned off on Instagram. On uh, TikTok, sorry. My comments are limited. But they're also limited on Instagram, to be fair. So only people I follow that follow me back can comment on my videos. Because those are the people I want to give my time to. Not to some stupid dickhead virgins who want to mock tragedies about people dying. So, yeah. There's a little side rant for for the people out there. Up next is a question from Maeve, I think. Yes, it is Maeve. Uh, who says, what's your favorite food? Nice question. That's a nice, wholesome question. 
I love me a good pizza. I had a lovely pizza today out in 115, um, next to the Old Oak. I think it's actually part of the Old Oak, isn't it? Um, pepperoni pizza, which was absolutely divine. Weatherspoons also have a, lov- a lovely pepperoni pizza. Pepperoni and extra cheese on, on a and salami on, on a pizza are just fucking... Oh, I'm having a food a, a foodgasm right now. They're absolutely just lovely. Excuse me while I take a sip of my Coke. Normally I would edit this part out, but I'm so tired. I'm just putting this up as it is. So, give me a second. Ah, there we go. But, yeah, I love a good pizza. Uh, I, I like I like a lot of food, though. Like chicken. I love chicken. I love... Um, I love some chips. I'm Ironically, not ironically, but, you know, people get surprised when I say this. I'm not a big fan of steak. I know steak is actually Alex's favorite food. Me, personally, I'm not a big fan of steak. I kind of, I don't, like, dislike it. I just don't love it as much as everybody else does. Um, I like bacon. I, li- I like, I just love meat. I could never be a vegetarian or a vegan. And listen, fair play if you are, but I don't think I could ever do it. I, I loves me meat. I loves me meat. I already know somebody's going to take that line out of context, but fuck it. Who cares at this stage? But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big meat eater. And uh, I also enjoy pizza. And listen, sweets and chocolate and stuff, I could be here all day talking about that. But I do love chocolate. I fucking love chocolate. I just had a lovely... I had two lovely chocolate cakes on Monday. Uh, My college friends surprised me with a birthday cake, which was absolutely lovely. Nearly made me cry. Um, Lovely cake. And I had a lovely fudge chocolate cake when I came home as well. So I was absolutely spoiled rotten on my birthday. And I'm very appreciative of that that was hard for me to say but yeah those would be my favorite foods let me know what your favorite foods are actually i'd be interested to hear that that'd be quite cool uh james has sent in another question as well i didn't realize that this was also from him he says do you keep with uh do you keep in touch with anyone from phoenix wrestling i do uh admittedly not as often as i did when i was there um but it's funny yesterday i was texting billy bedlam for a little bit so that was great uh, I see Reardon O'Connor quite re- uh, quite regularly uh, when I'm out in Cork. He works uh, in a place that I visit regularly. Uh, so it's good to talk to him when I see him. And yeah, listen, I hear from people here and there. Um, listen, they're obviously in a bit of a bubble because they're all consumed by their wrestling training and fair play to them. Obviously, I hope they all do really, really well. And uh, I'm hoping to actually go to one of their shows as a fan quite soon. Um, so you might see me at a Phoenix show in the very, very near future, which is exciting. But, uh, yeah, listen, I, I hear from people here and there. Um, Matt Schuyler, obviously someone I'm very close with. Uh, we t- keep in touch about football from time to time. Um, even though right now I don't think I want to talk to him about football because Arsenal are in a very interesting position and are very, very close to taking over that fourth spot from United. So I don't think it's something I really want to talk about right now. Even though I am talking about it right now. So it's kind of contradictory. But anyway. Uh, yeah. I, as I say. I hear from people here and there. Um, for like, I'm not in bad terms with anyone in Phoenix. At all. At least I hope not. <laughs> not that I know. I'm, you know not knowingly. But. Um, yeah. I don't hear from them as much. But I would. Uh, I would stop and talk to any of them. If I was to bump into them in the street. Sam as well. Fucking hell. How did I forget Sam? Sam is in my college. Sam the Sham, so we talk here and there. 
um, when we bump into each other, which is great. And yeah, that's that's just it, really, isn't it? And funnily enough, the next question is related to both professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Here we go. What's more dangerous, in your opinion? Wrestling or MMA? Okay, I've heard people have so many debates about this, right? And I'm just going to squash any fucking argument about this, okay? Professional wrestling is not real. It's not a real fight. Mixed martial arts is. Does that mean mixed martial arts is more dangerous? Yes and no. Yes, because when you enter an octagon or a ring or whatever setting you're in for a mixed martial arts fight, you are going in there to fight somebody who is trying to knock you out. Or to submit you. He's going in there to cause you pain. In pro wrestling, you're going in there to put on a show, put on a performance, tell a story. But you are also throwing yourself to the mat. Okay? You are throwing yourself to the mat non-stop to put on a show. And that's going to take a big toll on your body. They are both as dangerous as each other, especially at the highest level. Because if you're fighting at the highest level of MMA, so in the UFC, you're going in there with the best fighters in the world who are trying to go in there and knock you out and punch and kick you and, and choke you out and put you in submissions... It's it's deadly. In pro wrestling, in the top of pro wrestling, which is WWE, no matter what people say, it is WWE, you are throwing yourself at the mat sometimes five nights a week. You're traveling from town to town every day. You barely see your families. You're always on the road. And it's the miles and the bumps will take their toll on your body. So I think they are both as dangerous as each other. In a lot of ways, I think both things have, both uh, industries have things in place that make them safer. For example, in MMA, if you get knocked out, that's it. The fight's over. In wrestling, a lot of the time when you're injured, you you know, people tend to continue. But I think that's changed a bit in recent years, but, you know. Uh, Also, just wanted to give a shout out as well to uh, Corey Jeffries, who unfortunately recently had to retire from pro wrestling, which was uh, disappointing to hear. So big shout out to Corey. Hope he's doing well. And no doubt he'll smash what he does next. So yeah, big up to my man, Corey Jeffries. And the final question is from Adam, who asks a very interesting question, actually. What are your thoughts on sports essentially being shut down in Russia? So there's a lot of shit happening with Russia and the Ukraine at the moment, as we all know. But specifically from a sporting point of view, what do I think of that? So, for example, uh, the Champions League final this season was supposed to be in Moscow, where United actually won the Champions League back in 2008. And funnily enough, we actually played in the Ukraine in the group stage that year. We played uh, uh, Dynamo Kiev, who we beat 4-2 away from home and 4-0 at home. So there's a little bit of history for you. But they have moved the final to Paris and missed, um, you know, after the whole situation with the ukraine at the moment and also russian teams have been taken out of european competition so spartak moscow who were actually in the last 16 of the europa league have now been removed as i cracked my neck um have been removed from the tournament and russian teams are not able to compete let me start off by saying this 
I actually feel a little bit sorry for the Russian teams because a lot of Russian people are against what's happening in the Ukraine. And it's not their fault that Putin decided to do what he did. So I totally sympathize with them from that perspective. You know, and Spartak Moscow said that sport should be about bringing people together and not taking, you know, taking it away. And I totally get where they're coming from. I, I, they're dead right to think that. And they're actually right in what they're saying. But can you imagine, right, like football fans can be dickheads. They just can be. And can you imagine Spartak Moscow going away from home in Europe amidst all of the conflict with the Ukraine? And can you imagine the reception? The fa- I think for the safety of the players and the staff of these clubs, it's for the best they don't travel to the to different countries. It's very tough because it's taking away a lot of opportunities for these Russian teams. It's going to be very interesting to see how they do this for the future. Like it wasn't too long ago. Well, I mean, it was a long time ago now, but you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't too long ago when English teams were banned from Europe, all thanks to fucking Liverpool fans. So it will be interesting to see how how these things go, um, especially when you think of like Irish teams uh, and you know, countries of that level who have to go through so many qualifying rounds to get to the latter stages of the um, European competition, or even to get to the group stages of the European competitions, Champions League, Europa League and Europa Conference League. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see now, will they get pushed up a bit because of the Russian teams? So that'll be interesting. That would be interesting. But I, I, I think it's the right decision to do it because I think that you know Russia need to be shown that their actions will have consequences. So I think it is the right decision. But of course, I feel bad for the innocent people in Russia who are having these things taken away from them. Like even like pro wrestling, the WWE network is no longer available in Russia because of what's going on. So they're taking away entertainment values from from Russia as well. So you know a lot of Russian sponsors are are losing out on, on their deals with football clubs. Roman Abramovich, who is a big ambassador for Putin, is now selling Chelsea Football Club. And he said that he will donate the proceeds to uh, the Ukrainian you know, charities and uh, help them you know, as they battle this conflict with Russia, which I think, to be fair, listen, whatever you want to call it, a PR stunt or whatever, at least the money is going to a good place, which I'm, you know, I, I think deserves, you know, Deserves some credit to a certain extent. As I say, it might just be done to make or um Abram I can't even say his name Abramovich. You know, might just be done to make him look like a good guy. But whatever, listen, that's not really. I don't think it's really the point of what's going on. But that's my opinion on that. I I I think it's the right decision. But I think it's only normal to feel a bit sorry for these teams because it's not their fault about what's going on. It's just a case of they happen to be in this country that are now facing the consequences of the actions of their leader. And that's just the way it is. And I think on that note, I will leave it here. So thank you so much to everybody again for tuning in this week. I'm very, very sorry that it was a day late. I'm very sorry if I sound like I'm in bad form. I promise I'm not. I'm just very tired. And also the thing that I mentioned earlier happened. So yeah. So I'm just I'm just shattered. But I will. I promise you next week will be far better and i'm half tempted just to upload that on saturday as well because i probably won't have time during the week (laughs) to record it but listen if that's the case then then that's no problem um you know obviously last week it was pushed back to saturday as well and 
it still got a great response and I do appreciate that. So it's not having like an effect on the numbers or anything. It's not like affecting anything that way. So maybe it's something we can look at down the line. But until next time, lads, thank you so much for tuning in to Straight Outta Klein. Please follow me on my social platforms, which I will leave in the link uh, or leave in the description, I should say, of this episode and talk to you all next time.